this disease, so to speak, of exaggerating everybody else's success in your mind and making it so much bigger than it really is, is one of the reasons why we think that we are not successful. Welcome, everybody. This is For the Love of Money, where we are making you unapologetic about your pursuit of success by sharing the tools, tips, and stories of those who have already made it. My name is Chris Harder, and each week I will bring you incredible guests in order to prove that when good people make good money, they do great things. Hey, everybody, welcome back to another mini episode of For the Love of Money episodes that I like to call My Two Cents. And today, I'm actually going to weigh in My Two Cents on why we tend to not feel successful. I get a lot of DMs on Instagram, which I love, by the way. Go check me out, Chris W. Harder on Instagram. But I get a lot of DMs from you guys that says... I don't feel successful even though I've done X, Y, Z. Or I feel like I'm working really hard, but I don't feel like I'm a success story yet. Or uh, gosh, oftentimes it's really highlighting one of your gaps and ignoring the other areas of your life that you are being successful in, right? So you'll send me, I feel like I'm really failing with my um, savings. I feel like I'm really failing with uh, growing my business fast enough. I mean, it's unique to each and every one of you, but the overarching theme is I get a very heavy volume of people who don't feel successful, even though, in my opinion, they really are. I mean, I can, some of these people I know a little bit on an acquaintance level, so I know they're successful in many areas of their life. Uh, some of you that send me DMs, I don't know you, but I can look at your Instagram. And I can tell that you've got many, many, many successful areas of life or even the area that you're uh, telling me that you don't feel successful in because I see the whole scope of human beings out there. I can tell you're doing better than most. And so we're actually going to address this feeling of not feeling successful today. And we're going to go in depth. I'm going to give you, gosh, five different reasons why and, and little things you can do about it that you don't feel successful. And by the end of this episode, it's my goal for you to see and be able to track and feel and make it tangible your level of success in a very different way. Because all of you are working way too hard to feel beaten up. All of you are giving way too much effort to feel like you're not successful. And we're going to turn that around today. Now, before we dive into that, one of the areas that I get the most messages on is your finances. And that's why I created the money principles. And I wanted to share with you guys, speaking of DMs that I get, the top five you know, uh, feedback that I get so far when it comes to the, all of you who have taken the money principles. So the most common one that I've gotten so far is this. People saying, I figured out my worth. I figured out my hourly value and I raised my rates or I doubled my rates. I love getting that one. I can't tell you how many DMs I've gotten where you guys have figured out your value and raised or doubled your rates. I'm so proud of you. The second most common feedback I'm getting from the Money Principles course is people saying, I finally have a plan to get out of debt. I finally know what to do in what order. And they have this sense of empowerment, this sense of, of calm finally when it comes to their debt. So I love hearing that. The number three most common feedback I've been getting from all of you is that you're finally taking money dates with your significant other and you're talking about it without fighting. That is music to my 
ears. Because listen, we all know what it's like when you have a significant other and you have to talk about money. It's not the most comfortable thing to talk about, is it? And so I love that you guys are saying that you're taking money dates and you're having really good conversations with your significant others around money. The fourth most, most common feedback I'm getting is that you're finally treating your money different now. You see it as seeds and not the crop. And there's a whole lesson. You'll, you'll see what that's all about. But you're treating your money like seeds now instead of the end result, instead of the crop. And that is music to my ears because that means you're, you're playing the long game. And it, it's actually really enjoyable to play the long game. And you'll see why in the course. And the last one that is probably uh, part of the most common feedback that I'm getting from all you guys is that just this overall confidence with money. You feel like you know if someone has lifted the curtain and let you see backstage of what really is supposed to go on. Uh, I think one of my favorite DMs is somebody said, I feel like I'm part of the club now. In other words, the club that knows what they're doing and, and the club that is financially successful. And you feel like you've been kind of let into that club now. So thank you for that feedback. Keep sending it to me. If you haven't checked out the money principles yet, definitely go check it out. All you have to do is go to thetruthaboutmoney.com because that's what it is. I'm teaching the truths about money that you were never taught in school, that your parents didn't teach you, your neighbors didn't teach you, your mentors didn't teach you. Well, because in most cases, they didn't know these things. They taught you the best they could, but they didn't teach you these things. And so if you want a better relationship with money, if you want to participate in some of those top five results that I'm getting sent to me via DMs, then go to thetruthaboutmoney.com at the end of this episode. Now, this episode was born from the DMs that you send me, just like I was saying earlier. And these DMs, whether it's money, whether it's your career, sometimes it's family, sometimes it's relationships. I, I guess at this point, I get kind of a wide scope of DMs. But the overarching theme, like I said, is that you're not feeling successful. And it happens to us all. By the way, there's plenty of times that Lori and I do not feel successful in the moment. But we've learned how to quickly reframe and track that so that we know exactly where we're at. We've learned how to take some of the emotion out of it and look for real evidence that supports where we are and where we're going. And I'm going to share some of that with you today. Now, I'm going to share five reasons with you why people tend to not feel successful. And the first reason is this. Number one, we all exaggerate everyone else's success. We all blow it up in our heads. We romanticize everybody else's success way bigger than it really is. I can promise you that you think that my friends and I, that you think are wildly successful, I promise that you think we all make more money than we really do. I promise you that you probably think we all have and keep way more profit than we probably do. I'm guessing that you exaggerate the number of listeners, the number of everything that we plug into with our podcasts. It's human nature. We look at other people and we double or triple or quadruple what they're really doing in our minds because of a number of reasons. You know, one, we want to be motivated and we want to think that, you know, it looks that easy and you can really can be that successful. We also just have this thing where we put humans on a pedestal. We've done it forever, whether it's professional athletes, whether it's actors and actresses, whether it's politicians, whether it's, uh, you know, just leading figures. We've always put people on a pedestal and felt like what they're doing is way better than what they're actually truly doing. And so this disease, so to speak, of exaggerating everybody else's success in your mind and making it so much bigger than it really is, 
is one of the reasons why we think that we are not successful. Here's a really simple example. I've got a lot of friends who have sold companies for $100 million. And I see you guys on social media promoting them and talking about them and saying, Oh my gosh, they're amazing. They sold a company for $100 million. They're, they're worth $100 million. And that's not the, tr- the truth at all. Typically, when you build a company and sell it for $100 million, unless you started with all your own cash and were able to grow and bootstrap that company on your own, which is less than 2% of the time, then typically you've raised capital in the beginning, giving away equity in order to sell that company. So just because somebody sells a company for $100 million, if they only owned 10% of that company because they had to give away 90% of equity in order to raise capital, and that's very common, by the way, then that means they only collected 10 million out of the 100 million when it sold. And then they paid taxes on that. So they really only walked away with six or $7 million, but they sold a $100 million company and everyone's clapping their hands and putting them up on a pedestal. And so I share these examples with you because we all exaggerate everybody else's success and it makes us feel like failures. So that's number one. Stop exaggerating everyone else's success. Look for clues, ask the right questions, and really find out what the truth is in whatever area you're exaggerating and measuring. Number two, Instagram and Facebook and Snapchat and all the things make us feel this way daily. I mean, never before have we had to see everybody's highlight reel day after day after day. Actually, I would say hour after hour after hour because you know most of us are logging in 20, 30, 40 times a day and we're just checking that wall real quick, right? And so what happens is you follow things that you really love. If you go to my Explore page, it's got like cars and fashion and business and all these other things on it. And so because we follow these things and Instagram says, hey, I know you like these things, so I'm going to show you even more of them. The problem is all of the things that you desire that you follow, all of those things are actually amplified using the algorithm and sent to you in mass. And so Instagram and Facebook and everything else is showing you the handbags you love, showing you the shoes you love, showing you the yachts you love, showing you the cars you love or the, the homes you love or the home decor you love or whatever it is. They're showing it to you more and more and more and more and more because they know you like it. And this is a good thing if you enjoy it. But the problem is it also makes you feel like, oh, I don't have that yet. Oh, I, I, I'm working so hard to attain it and I'm not close yet. Why do other people have that and I don't? Oh, here's another person with another beautiful brand new home that they just remodeled. I don't even own a home yet or I don't even have you know, a home that I could remodel yet. Like It's put in our face 24-7. Now, this doesn't make it a bad thing, but what it means is that you need to sober up and realize that this is just the algorithm showing you more of what you're interested in, and it's not real life. It's like a tiny sliver snapshot of what real life is. It's living in a bubble, but if you get outside the bubble, then you get back in touch with real life. I'll give you an example. Lori and I always talk about we live in a bubble in this particular neighborhood in Santa Monica, in Southern California, where we live. This neighborhood is a true anomaly. It's a true bubble. And we spend... 90% of our time in this neighborhood, right? Walking around. You see us walking waffles, our dog all the time, um, hanging out, doing what we do. And it's a really affluent, beautiful uh, neighborhood, but it's not an accurate representation whatsoever of what real life America is right now or real life wherever you are is right now. 
And so we're always very conscious of, wait a minute, our neighborhood is just like Instagram. This is just a tiny little 1% snapshot. And it just happens to be what we like and what we're spending the most time viewing, but it's not real life. And so you have to be aware of this bubble that you're living in. Or in this case, number two was Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat. They all make you feel like everybody else has the things that you want. Well, that's just a snapshot. That's just a bubble. And it's not real life. And so you have to be very aware of that. And anytime you're starting to feel bad, say, wait, I enjoy looking at these things, but this is just a snapshot. And I also need to look outside of my bubble. So number one is we, we exaggerate everyone else's success. Number two is Instagram and Facebook, they make us feel this way daily because the algorithm showing us more of what we well, want to see. Number three, here's why we tend to not feel successful. Number three is we tend to focus on our weaknesses, not our strengths. We as humans do this all the time. We tend to focus on our weaknesses, not our strengths. We take our wins for granted. We take our skill sets, our natural talents for granted. And all we focus on is what we don't have. So for example, if we're really book smart, we wonder why, oh, why don't we have that dynamic, outgoing personality like so-and-so that can walk into a room and strike up a conversation with anybody. You're ignoring that you are wildly book smart, but maybe one of your areas of opportunity is social grace, right? Or being outgoing. And then flip that around. Some people go through life knowing that they're super dynamic and they can shake hands with everybody and they can strike up a conversation, make a great impression, but they live in fear that, oh my gosh, if I really get to know this person, they're going to realize I'm really not that book smart. I'm really not that smart. And all they concentrate on is that fear, is that gap that they have, that weakness. We take our natural strengths for granted. We don't place enough value on them. And all we focus on is our weaknesses that we're afraid that somebody's going to see, somebody's going to find out. And this goes for whether it's your finances, whether it's your business, whether it is um, your relationship, whether it is uh, what's underneath your clothes, right? People think you're fit and you don't feel fit. Like whatever area it is that you don't feel successful in, it's because you're concentrating on that area and ignoring 10 other assets that you have, the 10 other areas that you are strong in. And so how do you overcome this? Have a gratitude practice. You know me, I've got my daily gratitude practice. I wake up, I roll over, I wake Lori up, I make her say I'm happier, healthier, wealthier, more fit than I was yesterday. She says it back to me. I roll over immediately and for 60 to 90 seconds, I close my eyes and I just take inventory of everything I'm grateful for in that moment. And a lot of times it is things like, I'm so grateful for my health. I'm so grateful for my personality. I'm so grateful for my podcast. I'm so grateful for you know this, that, this, that, this, that. And it's different every day. But when you actually concentrate on every single day, the things that you do have and the things you are good at and the assets that you do have, then you feel more successful. And because you feel more successful, you become more successful because you're out there radiating that energy instead of just concentrating on your weakness, which makes you lack that dynamic personality. And so make sure you've got a gratitude practice, even if you have to do it a couple times a day, three times a day. Take inventory every single day of your strengths, not your weaknesses. Because when you take inventory every single day of your assets and your strengths, then that's what you lead with. That's, those are the lenses that you see the world through. And you walk out there 10 feet tall and bulletproof. Number four, under reasons that you don't feel successful, you isolate yourself too much. In other words, you're building your business on your family room floor with nobody around, or you are building your business at a WeWork co-working space, but you're not talking to anybody else, or you are going after your goals, 
but you don't have other like-minded people that you're going after your goals with to talk to on a daily basis. And so you feel like your struggles are only your struggles, or you feel like your roadblocks, you're the only one that has to face them. Or you feel like all of your moments when the wheels fall off the wagon, because the wheels do fall off the wagon, let's be honest. When the wheels fall off the wagon, you think it's only happening to you or better yet, you don't have anyone to pick you up and kick you back into game or to say, listen, you're looking at the wheels that fell off the wagon, but you forgot you still have the whole damn wagon and the wagon's full of gold. And all you got to do is go get a couple of wheels and put it back on the damn wagon again. You don't have those people. You isolate yourself too much. And listen, it's not like you're trying to isolate yourself. You're busy. You don't have um, the time to go out and put together this tribe. Or maybe you live in an area where you're like, oh, there's not like-minded people here. There's not people that get me. Uh, I, I speak to a lot of people where they're like, well, I'm the outcast in my neighborhood because I'm an entrepreneur and all the other husbands or wives, they just kind of stay at home and they think I'm weird for being this driven entrepreneur. Like, I get it. Some of us are weird unicorns and it can feel very isolating. But then here's the solution. It is your job to join a networking group. It is your job to join a mastermind like our Fast Foundations entry-level one. It is your job to put together your own tribe, even if it's virtual and you're checking in every other week, like my wife does with a, a couple of her girlfriends. It is your job to create a situation where you're not isolating yourself, where you see other people struggling with the same things so you feel normal, where other people can help you take a 30,000-foot view of what you do have instead of you concentrating on what you don't have, right? They can pull you up and say, wait, look at everything you have. Go left, go right. They can help you create that plan, help, create, help you create that map. Way too many people are isolating themselves too much and that has to change. It's why you don't feel successful is because you think you're the only one battling these problems and you've got no one to lift you up when you do face a challenge. If you just took number four and you stopped isolating yourself and you joined a mastermind, you put together your own tribe, you did whatever it took, this alone would make you feel more successful because you're going to have those people to help you shine the light on the success that you're having and help you refocus from any challenges or any uh, negativity that you seem to be stuck on. And by the way, speaking of, of masterminds, our entry-level mastermind, which is for entrepreneurs who have a brand new idea that they're just getting started all the way up to making $499,000 or less with their business, we are re-enrolling this mastermind. Now, we did it last year as just a, an experiment to see if we'd like it. And it turned out that we didn't just like it. We freaking loved it. And so did the people. As a matter of fact, half of the class re-enrolled, even though the intention was that they just go through it once. And so the good news, we're doing it again. The bad news, half the spots are already taken because half the class re-enrolled and they invited some of their friends in. Uh, we're going to start that in just a few weeks. So go to fastfoundations.com. Check it out. You can even book a quick 15-minute power call with us to find out if it's for you. Or you can just click enroll and claim your spot. But if you're a brand new entrepreneur and you want to be personally mentored in person by Lori and I and this tribe I just told you to put together, then go to fastfoundations.com, see if it's for you, and either pull the trigger or book a call. Because I'm telling you, it's the five months in Fast Foundations will change your life forever. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. Literally, there's a guarantee on the page. <laughs> All right, so that was number four. Number five. Number five is this. You don't feel successful because you haven't established a baseline to measure your progress from. You have not established a baseline to measure your progress from. In other words, you've made incremental improvements day after day, month after month, year after year. But because they're incremental, 
you actually can't see how far you've come. And so the minute you bump up against a challenge, the minute you encounter some resistance, the minute you feel like your numbers are dipping or plateauing, you call yourself unsuccessful. You look around at the momentum that everybody else has it, how far everybody else has, because remember when you look at someone else, you're just measuring them in large gaps, right? You see their growth. When you look at yourself, you see yourself every single day. So you don't see the incremental changes. And so you need to establish a baseline to measure from in order to feel successful. Now, this next piece of advice is maybe the best advice of this entire thing. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to create a success tracker and measure what matters most to you with a scoring system of 1 to 10. 1 is super crappy. 10 is you're totally kicking butt. But here's what I want you to do. I don't care if you use a notebook and every day you just turn a page and that's, or every week you turn a page and that's a new week and you write down the things that you're measuring and you rate them 1 to 10 so you can see how far you came. I don't care if you use an Excel spreadsheet. I don't care if you get even fancier than that. Whether you do it simply or whether you do it fancy, I want you to create a success tracker measuring what matters to you. So you might have five things, 10 things, 15 things, and I want you to score them one to 10 every week. Now, here's the goal. Here's how you measure it. The goal is to track your overall number. So if you have 10 things that you're tracking, you're going to put your scores down. Uh, I'm just going to shoot from the hip here. So let's pretend you're tracking your relationship your health, your bank account, your sales, your friendships, your number of times you got to the gym, whatever it might be. Measure what matters to you. So you've got these 10 things down. And once a week, I want you to just go rate them. Oh, I'm, I'm a 7 in relationship this week. I'm a 9 in going to the gym every day this week. I'm a 5 with my bank account this week. Because here's what you're going to do. You're going to add up all of those numbers, and that becomes your weekly score. And your goal is this, to maintain or increase your weekly score week after week after week after week, and to be able to look back four weeks, eight weeks, 12 weeks, and see how far your score has come. Because when you don't feel successful, it's because you're not able to see that progress because no one's bothered measuring it. And so stop concentrating on the one area of your life where you don't feel successful and start looking at the overall score of your life to see how successful you've come. You might be a 10 out of 10 mom, a 10 out of 10 physical specimen, a 10 out of 10 wife, but all you can concentrate on is that you have a bank account that you're not very proud of right now. And you feel like everyone around you is more successful. You're ignoring the 30 points you get for being a 10 out of 10 mom, a 10 out of 10 physical specimen, and a 10 out of 10 super cool wife. Right? And so it's time to give credit where credit is due. It's time to track the whole picture, not just our gaps. Now, here's the secondary cool thing about tracking this, by the way. When you list your 5 or 10 or 15 or whatever number of things matter to you, and when you're tracking them every week with a weekly score, 1 to 10, and when you add up that score and track your overall score and you're growing it week after week after week and you're proud of that, It'll make you feel successful because you're able to see the overall growth of the overall score. But secondary to that, it will allow you to look where you need to concentrate more. It will allow you to take a look and say, wait a minute, if I want to move this overall score even faster, what area do I have to address the most? Ah, sales in my business. 
that thing has been stuck at like a three and a four. Everything else is a seven, eight, nine, ten. I'm going to put more of my time and energy toward these uh, sales in my business so I can help move this overall score up a little bit quicker. So it does, in a very good way, in a very empowering or positive or constructive way, it does show you where to turn some of your attention. Now, you might say, Chris, this is literally what I thought we were trying to not do is concentrate on our gaps. We're trying to see the whole picture. Yes, first you're looking at the whole picture and you've got this score to be proud of and that you're measuring week after week after week. But then a secondary benefit is instead of you just concentrating on the gap only, you're able to look at the gap and say, or look at your area of opportunity and say, ah, Everything else is totally outgrowing this. So I am successful, but this is my weakness and I have to address it. So it paints an accurate picture. It doesn't create a situation where you're only looking at your weakness. It creates an accurate picture and allows you to look at your weakness with confidence and create a plan around it. So number five is you have to establish a baseline and create this success tracker to measure what matters most to you and track that overall score. Matter of fact, here's what I want you to do. I want you all to create your success tracker and I want you to just like DM me a screenshot of it on Instagram at Chris W. Harder. Send me your success trackers and then send them to me like week after week after week if you're willing to. Or you could just send your score if you want. You could be like, hey, Chris, I created my success tracker. My score right now is a 50 out of a possible 80. And then every week, just send me like, hey, I'm up to a 51. I'm up to a 55. I love being a part of your success. I love being a part of your life. I love being a part of your success stories and your wins and all that stuff. So when you guys share them with me, it means the world. So definitely share those things with me at Chris W. Harder on Instagram. But those are the five reasons why we don't feel successful. And it's all within our control. It's time to do something about it. Quick recap. Number one, we exaggerate everybody else's success. Let's stop romanticizing it and let's get the facts. Number two, Instagram and Facebook purposely make us feel this way every single day. So we don't have to like stop logging in, but we do have to make sure that we understand we are looking at a snapshot. We are living in a bubble and we have to look outside that bubble to see the reality of real life. Number three, we tend to focus on our weaknesses, not our strengths. And we take our natural abilities and our wins for granted. And all we do is we, we don't give those enough credit and we focus on the negative. We focus on where we think we suck. And so your gratitude practice done every single day, taking inventory of your strengths and assets, that will change that immediately. Number four, you isolate yourself too much. Time to go join a mastermind like our Fast Foundations one. Uh, time to create your own mastermind by doing a biweekly call with very high-level friends. I would even recommend acquaintances that are not friends, but people that maybe scare you a little bit and are looking for the same thing. Or going to networking events. I don't care how you do it. Obviously, I'd prefer that if you were a good fit for you, you come join our Fast Foundations, but I don't care how you do it as long as you do it. And then number five, you haven't established a baseline yet. So let's create those success trackers. Share your scores with me. I want to celebrate with you. Because when you do all of this, you realize just how dang successful you actually are because you'll be looking at the whole picture and you're going to realize that, yeah, what you're doing matters. And you're also going to realize that when good people like you make good money, they do great things. Thanks for listening, guys. Thanks for listening. And if you loved this episode and know of someone else who is as successful as they are generous, please pass them on to me. It would mean the world to me if you help me get this cause and this message out to as many listeners as I can. So please, if you liked what you heard, it goes a long way if you take 30 seconds 
and leave me a five-star review and share this with your friends. I'll be forever grateful. And until the next episode, cheers to your success.